We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hi, friend. Welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I am so excited for our guest today. So much goodness coming at you through the speakers. Uh, But before we get into it, I have a little favor to ask of you. If you're enjoying this podcast or you have any questions that you want answered or motivation that you want to hear regularly, I would love to hear it. And the best way is through a review. So if you leave me a little review, I would be so grateful because that is the best way to spread this positivity on a bigger scale. So if you have a little bit of time, head over to iTunes after this episode and leave this podcast a review. I would be so, so, so grateful. Thank you in advance. Anyway, let's get into our guest today. Lindsay Schwartz, the wonderful light in our community, the mastermind behind the powerhouse women movement. She's an entrepreneur, top podcast host, and best-selling author. She speaks all around the world and inspires women to get out of their way and into action around their big ideas. And by doing so, helps them create a career they've always dreamed of. I know because I'm one of those women. I had coffee with Lindsay over a year ago after one of my spin classes. It was a brief conversation, but oh my goodness, it sprung me into action. I don't know what kind of fairy dust she uses, but wow, it really gave me the clarity I needed to take a very big scary leap by leaving my comfortable job and getting into action to create a business that is aligned with my purpose in life. So when I was thinking about people that have influenced me in a big way, she came top of mind and I cannot wait to share all of her goodness that she has to offer. So without further ado, let's get into it. Lindsay, happiness and getting out of your own way. Hello and welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I am so freaking excited to have Lindsay Schwartz on my show today, the woman that needs no introduction because she is the powerhouse of all powerhouse women. Hi, Lindsay. Hey, hey. Uh, Thank you so much for your time today. I am so excited because we have so much goodness that we get to dive into today. And I just want to start by sharing how I know Lindsay. And in a brief year, like I was looking back and it was actually September 11th of last year, that we got coffee. And I remember we were sitting at the kaleidoscope and you had just taken my spin class and I was just picking your brain because I knew there was something more for me and I just didn't know what. And there was just something about you when we met at that Lululemon um, ambassador event. You came up to me and you said, I feel like I should know you. And I just was like that confidence <laughs> of approaching someone. I was I just like, I am. No, it was amazing though. It was so one of those things where like when 
we, we like to go in our shell sometimes and you mm. were the exact opposite. And then you told a story about how you used to sell carpet. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I just, I just loved you. So when, when you were like, yeah, let's get coffee. It was such a game changer because you had shared so much with me. And then I brought you to um, work with my team when I was managing the instructors of Madison Tempe. And you came for one thing and, and did another, and you were just able to switch gears so much and you knew exactly what was needed. And it was just one of those moments where I was like, wow, I have so much to learn from this person. And I'm just grateful to have made the connection and what you do in the community is so inspiring. So uh, just that that's my story of how I met you and why I reached out to you to be on the podcast. So I just want to give you an opportunity to give a quick little intro or who Lindsay is. Oh gosh. Well, boy, am I glad that I made you be my friend. <laughs> I joke when I, when I interview people on my podcast, most of them are people where there's some sort of origin story of me just being a total weirdo and saying, I think we should be friends. And trust me, there are plenty of examples of people who do not reciprocate that feeling, but it's really their loss. So it's fine. Um, Absolutely. Gosh. Who am I? I feel like I am just the woman who is on a journey to step into her full purpose every single day. And there's just never going to be an end to that. It's, it's this, it's been over a 10 year journey of really doing the inner work to get out of my own way and figure out why the heck I'm on this planet, who I'm here to serve. And there've been some huge mistakes, huge breakdowns a lot of ugly crying along the way. And <laughs> in, I would say more in recent years, just with some of the lessons I've been willing to walk through, there have also been just some cool, amazing experiences. And I feel like I'm getting a lot closer to answering that question, why am I on this planet? And right now, what it, what the answer is, is to help other women get out of their own way and into action around their bigger purpose and their big dreams, whether it's a business, a passion project, I just believe that women are designed to create and that's where our greatest fulfillment comes from is when we tap into what we're meant to create, what we feel uniquely drawn to, inspired by, and when we start doing that thing and using it to impact other people. Mm. I mean, it's so there you go. That's so <laughs> well, thank you. That was a wonderful summary of who you are and what you do. Uh, I think, I mean, one of the best things that I've taken from you is like you don't have to have it all figured out. And what I love is how you show people how to get out of their own way. And you know, we can't necessarily take people there unless we've done it ourselves. And so I want to yeah. know. From you, like, how did you get out of your own way? Like, we are the only person that stands in our way of living the life that we want to live, creating the dreams that we want. Uh, so how did how did you do it? Well, I want to be clear, first and foremost, that this is an everyday process. It's not getting out of my own way once. It's waking up every day and noticing where I'm the only thing stopping me from something that I want or something that I could do, a way I could help other people. And I don't think this journey ever has an end. 
I think naively at one, I believed that there was a point you get to where you just really aren't stopped by fear or self-doubt or you're not insecure anymore. And it's actually been the exact opposite in my experience that the more I've busted through limiting beliefs or, you know, taken action in spite of fear or accomplished anything that looks cool by any means on the surface, that behind those accomplishments uh, await an even bigger version of my same fear. But what mm. changes is that I've grown into the person that kind of knows I can handle it. But do not be fooled. At no point has this whole journey gotten any easier or more comfortable. It's gotten more uncomfortable, but in the best way. Because when you, and I'll share kind of the, I think the best answer to your question is maybe like that breaking point where I finally just had had enough of playing small and and really giving maybe 60 to 70% of my full potential, but just out of fear, out of the fear that what if I went all in and it wasn't good enough. At least if I was only giving 60 to 70% of my potential, I had an excuse. Well, I wasn't really giving it my all. I wasn't really mm -hmm. trying. But that is a really, really excruciating way to live. It's just a different kind of discomfort. It's still uncomfortable. But it's like this dull discomfort of knowing that there's more for you and knowing that you have more to give and not giving it. And that was my, that was my MO. That was my life. You know, this perfectly controlled environment where I would only do the things that I knew for sure I would be good at, or I would look good doing. I, I mean, it, it went so deep as to like, I tried it, tried out for the dance team in high school and I, I wasn't even that bad, but I felt so uncomfortable and I wasn't willing to be a beginner that I like went home in tears and never went back. Like I could have, I could be a professional high school dancer, people, and I never gave myself that chance. And there were example after example after example mm -hmm. of other things that came after that. And then there was this point, it was not that long before you and I met, maybe a year or two. And I was just restless. On the surface, I had a lot going on for me. I had a business. I had started a health and wellness business, a network marketing business. And, you know, had left my job and that was going well. I have, have a great marriage. I have the cutest dog, right? I had a lot going on and I just felt restless. And the truth was when I looked at, going back to your question, like what was in the way, I just, I was playing small. I was not at all leaning into what I fully knew I was capable of. And it was awful. It was just this dull pain that, ate away at me. And yet it was a familiar discomfort. So I chose that discomfort day after day after day instead of the new discomfort, which felt scarier because I hadn't done it before, of actually going all in on something until the day I will never forget where I was. And I got a phone call from a woman who has now become a really great friend and she was just an acquaintance at that point. And she said, you know, a book could be a really great tool to establish yourself as an expert for your health and fitness business. And it was the first time I said out loud, I don't even know where this came from. Like this wasn't a thought that I would think every day, but I remember saying to her, I think I'm supposed to talk about something else. 
And what came out of my mouth next was like the first audacious statement goal I had ever voiced publicly. And I I just said something to the effect of, you know, there's so many women who look at, you know, whether it was what I was doing or others that we look up to and draw inspiration from on social media. And, you know, I would have women say, it's so cool what you did. I wish I could start my own business or I have this idea. And in the next breath, they would tell me and start to list off all of the reasons why they didn't know enough. They were afraid. They weren't ready. They weren't the one. And it made me step back and go, well, wait a minute. Don't people know? That's exactly what it feels like to build a business. That's exactly what it feels like (laughs) to chase a big dream. And so here I was telling this woman, I think we need to share the other side of the story so women know that, yeah, you're, you feel like you want to puke. Great. That's the sign you're going in the right direction mm-hmm. <laughs> or you have indigestion, one of the two. And so <laughs> she, I share this with her on the phone call and she, she paused and she said, Lindsay, if you don't write that book, who's going to? And in the next breath, I started to list off all the reasons why I wasn't ready and I didn't have time and I wasn't a writer. And it was like this moment where I saw myself doing the thing that I always do. This was not a new pattern. This was me talking my way out of anything that felt remotely uncomfortable or that I thought maybe I would suck at. And something came over me. It was like the scene in old school where Will Ferrell's in the debate and he's like, what happened? I blacked out. And (laughs) I remember saying to her like, okay, here's my money. And this webinar, you know, this like program for aspiring authors started in two days. And I walked out of the office and looked at my husband and I said, so I think, I guess I'm going to write a book. Mm. And he didn't flinch because this is the man that I'm married to. He's amazing. I could say anything to him and he'd be like, yeah, all right, let's do it. And, you know, had encouraging words. But um, I just decided to full on declare war on my own comfort zone. And so saying yes to that, to that experience. And then the year that followed was the year that taught me about how getting out of my own way was a day by day, moment by moment process. That was a very long answer to your question, but hopefully it was valuable. Oh, oh my gosh. It was that. Yeah. I mean, you touched on so many different things at, like as, as one of just how to get out of your own way, like all the reasons why people stay playing small. And I definitely want to dive in and make it more tangible because I'm sure there's people listening of like, yeah, I want to do this or I have this goal to do this, but I don't even know how to get started. Uh, and you know, this is your, your book was the birth of powerhouse women. Like that was the name of your book and it was how to get out of your own way. And so that was the birth of what you're doing now, which just shows that it's not like putting everything into one thing because it can evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that you touched on, I mean, you were speaking to my soul of just like getting restless and not being sure like what to do about that. And then also everything that comes with um, doubting ourselves in mm-hmm. making a move. Uh, And a lot of what you were saying really reminded me of the perfectionist mindset because I myself was also like, if I I would stay in the constraints of just playing small, I'm like, this is what I'm good at. I'm like, I'm happy at like being in this space. And then anything that 
was totally out of my comfort zone, I wouldn't even try to do because I didn't want to be bad at it. And I never considered myself a perfectionist until I started to really understand these tendencies. So what you said really resonated. So how do you like, how do you flip that perfectionist mindset from like, I'm either going to be the best or I'm not going to do this at all, because then you're just missing out everything that's in the middle. Hmm. Yeah. And for those who are listening and nodding along, like we're inside your head talking about this, just know (laughs) there's no flip or there's no switch you can flip to turn off being, you know, quote unquote, a perfectionist. I still have really high standards for myself and for my business, for the things that I want to accomplish. But there was one quote that literally played over and over and over in my mind when I was writing the book. And this is this is where I would just say, you know, write a book. That's just how you break your perfectionist <laughs> tendencies. No, but I think you what you do is you throw yourself into something that forces you to confront that because it did. And so I would repeat over and over and over to myself that done was better than perfect. And I heard that from so many people way smarter than me. Just done is better than perfect. So whatever it might be for you, let's say you want to try a new fitness class. You want to try a new hobby. You want to start a passion project and there's that fear inside like, but what if I'm not good at it? and you can't shake the fact that you feel like you're meant to do that thing, then I think it's coming from a place of, am I willing to be a beginner? Am I willing to risk failure to become better at something, especially if it's something you cannot deny that you're that you're feeling called to do? I think there's always a lesson when we're listening to that intuition and listening to our curiosities and our interests. And there was this part of me, so maybe this will help too. There was this part of me that at the moment, and there were days when I would work out the perfectly logical reason for why I should shelve this book project. I mean, I really wanted to quit, if I'm being honest. Like I was, I would have this very PC way of being like, oh, it's just not a good time for me right now. (laughs) I would have this whole thing worked out. And Mm. then something inside me went, Lindsay, you already know how that version of the story plays out. Mm -hmm. You already know how it feels to have this big dream or an idea that kind of makes your heart race and makes you want to puke because it's going to force you to grow. You know what it feels like to quit. What if? Like what could happen on the other side if you just finish this one? And there would be days I would literally just have to like wipe the tears away because I was so confronted and so afraid And it was just those two reminders that, okay, you know, done is better than something being perfect. Mm -hmm. And anchoring myself in the fact that I knew, I knew exactly how the story looked if I put this on the shelf along with a a bunch of other really great ideas. But then what happened that really allowed me to um, see how far I had come. And I'll share this just as a to tie a pretty bow on this about perfectionism. Mm -hmm. Um, So when the book launched, we hit um, bestseller on Amazon. I, you know, I forget like the whole, it's something around there, right? Like we hit something, some bestseller Mm -hmm. status on Amazon. Super exciting. I get a call from my publisher thinking she's calling to like congratulate me. And she called and the first words out of her mouth, mouth were Lindsay, there's a typo on the cover. 
So mm. here was this book that I had to break through all of my perfection perfectionist mm. tendencies to even put out in the world. And I found myself in this perfect, this, th- just this opportunity to step into something new around this whole idea of not wanting to do anything if it wasn't going to be perfect. And I, I saw almost like this moment where time slowed down and it was like option one, you could freak out, be super embarrassed Mm -hmm. and allow this mix up to steal all the joy in this moment. Like we Mm -hmm. had lit, I had like no audience and we hit Amazon bestseller in um, women in business. And my book was literally number two and Ivanka Mm. Trump's book was number three. Like it was like kind of a big deal. (laughs) So I could have either allowed this little mix up to to steal all that joy, or I could see it as this was the exact perfect, no pun intended thing to happen to show me that even an imperfect book Mm. could still bless a whole lot of lives. And it has. It's gone on. I mean, we fixed the mix up now. If you order it, it does not have a typo in the <laughs> subtitle. But, um, you know, I, I think that was the thing I always thought I was most afraid of. But then when it happened, it actually was sort of like, oh, well, OK, that's kind of funny. Now, I guess there's just a collector's edition. There's like 200 copies out there with a typo. It's a limited edition, but perfectly Very limited. Yes. Uh, and I'll make sure dollars. I, <laughs> I'm going to make sure I put this. Uh, your book in the show notes so people can check it out because this is the birth of powerhouse women Uh, and I love what you said about that last part about joy and what does that have to do with getting out of your own way like where does happiness and joy fall into place with being stuck in your own way and being the only thing that's holding you back I I don't know if this is actually the answer to the question that you're asking, but here is what my my heart is saying right now. Mm-hmm. I never fully knew what joy was until I started to put action behind some of these big things that I was dreaming about. Like mm-hmm. I always wanted the guarantee that there would be something great standing on the other side of my fear but I wasn't willing to step into it. It was like the thick fog that you're like, I have seen way too many horror movies. I am not Mm. taking one single step in that direction. But little did I know that on the other side of that was every good thing I ever wanted to feel and experience. And beyond joy, I would even just, just say a freedom to be fully myself. Mm. And I've found deeper purpose than I ever knew possible, deeper joy than I ever knew possible, but I couldn't see it standing on the other side of my fear. It didn't start to come into focus until I was at that point of surrender. And I think surrender Mm -hmm. is such a beautiful word that it wasn't about me anyway. And the fear when I was focusing on that, that was all about me. So the Mm -hmm. moment that I took my focus off of that and off of how I was going to feel if something failed or how afraid I was or what are people going to think of me, that was all focusing on the wrong place. The Mm. moment I focused on who this was really about, which is 100% about who it could serve, that was where I started to experience that joy and freedom and peace 
unlike anything I've ever experienced. And then when you when you feel that, then it's like addicting. And then you go in search <laughs> of some more discomfort because you're like, bring it on. Oh my gosh, you're speaking to my heart lens. Like 100%, I could not agree. And yes, that answered my question. Uh, I couldn't agree more with that uh, because it is so true. When, when you're focusing out and you're focusing on service, you get over yourself really, really fast when you know that if it's impacting one person in a positive way, then you've done your job. So what would you say, like, what was that turning point for you? Like when you realize like, this isn't about me, this is about whoever this serves. Like, was there one defying moment that it just like, you know, hit you, you know, like really uh, like what it over calls like that aha moment? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good question. So what I think about is because when I was still just really in it and literally about to quit was when, so I was, um, when that woman called me, what she was inviting me into was like this 16 week webinar program, which it doesn't actually exist in that form anymore, but it was all these other women who were aspiring authors and entrepreneurs. And so like I was, I was writing a book for them. Like they were my target demographic. Mm. So we would get on these webinars and it was horrible. It was horrible. For those of you who are perfectionists, you probably feel me on this. Like the worst thing about elementary middle school was when you would have to write a paper and then exchange it for someone else to read and give you feedback. Like <laughs> that skin literally it still like makes me crumble. So I would have to show up on these webinar calls with like 12 other people and I would have to bring a thousand words that I wrote and read it out loud for other people to critique. And I think that was the part that was really confronting along with just the thought of like, oh my God, someone's actually going to read this book. What if they judge me? What are they going to think? All those Mm. thoughts. And every time that I would be like fully prepared to show up on the call with my very politically correct reason of why this just wasn't a good time for me, I wasn't going to finish the book. It never failed. I just, I at least promised myself I was going to show up on every call. And the ones that I would show up so ready to quit, it would be on that day that one of the other like authors, I would read my piece and literally feel like vomiting the entire time, just like waiting for people to tear it apart. Someone would be, you know, they might say, hey, this part wasn't quite clear. Could you could you clarify that? But on the days that I needed to remind remind myself why I was even doing this, someone would say, oh my gosh, I needed to hear that. Like mm. you, I can't wait to read this whole book. And I remember just being so pissed. Like I was ready to quit. How dare you remind me that this isn't about me? (laughs) And like, that's just some real talk here. Like this is not, this journey is not for the faint of heart, Mm -mm. but if you're willing to, and I think the other thing is just be really authentic about that. If I had gone in just pretending to have it all together, you just, you can't impact anyone. The more I've opened up about how not together I have it, how afraid I still feel when I'm taking on the next big thing, that is, that's our greatest opportunity to make an impact is just sharing that real side, the authentic authentic side of what it feels like, whatever it is that we're doing. Absolutely. I mean, it, it is true to be reminded that you know, always figuring it out, always growing work in progress is, I think, one of the number one thing that connects people. It's like, you know, the people that act like they have it all together, it's like the wildly confident are a counterfeit. You know, when the people have those those motions and self-doubt, it's, it's like, oh, like you're a real human being and you're 
going through the same struggles. And, and that's kind of where, you know, one of your sayings for powerhouse women is collaboration over competition. And that is just so true. And what would you say like collaborating and community has to do with overall happiness and everyday life? Yeah, our our motto uh, is we're not meant to do this alone. Mm-hmm. And that actually is something that I need to be reminded every day. And I think as women, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be all the things to all the people. And I think it just comes down to that whole conversation earlier about like really honing in on your purpose and finding that sense of joy at least for me, there was no joy when I was trying to be all the things to all the people. And Mm -hmm. the more I realized that, especially if you are being given a really big vision, one that you could never, you could never complete it all on your own. It's not meant to be just yours. You have the vision, but then where the impact gets made is when you figure out what parts of that vision you're uniquely great at and where your heart sings and where where your zone of genius is. Mm-hmm. And then the parts that you're not great at, you find others that their zone of genius is the things you hate. <laughs> and my world changed when I fully leaned into that. But I think it also came on the other side of doing the work around the limiting beliefs and the stories I had about not being good enough. Because I think a lot of, at least for me, that lie I told myself that I had to do it all and I had to, I really had to be the one to figure everything out. It came from a place of, I, I fully, I didn't feel good enough. So allowing someone else to contribute almost felt like a sign of weakness versus a sign of strength. So mm-hmm. it's easy to say, and you know, a lot of people throw around collaboration over competition and women supporting women. But let me tell you, we all have some ugly stuff hiding underneath the surface that prevents us from fully experiencing collaboration. I have it. I'm sure we all have it. And it's not the fun stuff to look at. But only when I really looked at how much I compared myself to other women, how much I used those comparisons as a way to support my story that I wasn't enough. And when I was willing to go there and look at the ugly stuff that I didn't want anyone else to know that I I struggled with. That set me free to actually experience collaboration in its truest form, which is I'm I'm going to show up in my zone of genius and be so excited to celebrate another woman showing up in hers. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. It's like honoring the, you know, dark side, because we all have light and dark. And I love that you brought that up and own it. It's like, yeah, there are parts of me that have felt this way before, but that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be your truth. Like as soon as you own it and you recognize those parts, that's when you can take action on it and start moving and shifting in a way that is more aligned with the type of person that you want to be. So thank you for sharing that because it really is something that I think we all kind of ignore. We're like, no, 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 I'm not that way. But it's true. We're human beings. We all have these human emotions. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. Yeah, Um, and and we we have to be real about it. If we're Mm -hmm. actually going to 
if we're actually going to change anything on the planet, we got to yeah. just own our stuff, the good and the bad. And I've yeah. got a lot of bad that I still am working through every <laughs> single day. But, you know, I, and I love that. That's, that's exactly, that's exactly how I feel. It's like for so long, I ignored the bad because I was like, no, 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 I can't do that. Like, that's not who I mm-hmm. am. The more I've embraced every side of myself, the more I've stepped into who I'm meant to be and what I'm doing. So I love that you brought that up because there's so much alignment with that in, in the type of work that um, you're doing. So speaking of that collaboration, I know you've been collaborating on this amazing event, Event Love. So I want uh, you to just kind of give a little background overview of what that is. Yeah, it's been really so much fun. And this is where when I say experiencing collaboration in its purest form, this is that for me. And it it's a collaboration that came together with someone who I greatly admire and respect and love. And we both happen to have our own live events. So our businesses are really built around a live event experience. And I think we're at this interesting time in the world where we are more digitally connected than ever before. I mean, this is a perfect example. Brittany and I are not sitting together in a room. We are both in Phoenix, but we're connecting through the magic of technology and we're coming to your ears through the magic of technology. So we have like access to people in a way we never have before, but a lot of people, and I hear it all the time in my community of female entrepreneurs, we're feeling lonely. We feel more disconnected. And I think there's this return to a desire for real in-person connection. And I'm all about that. I am a Midwest girl. I am a hugger. Like if you come within three feet of me, I will hug you. You've been warned. And so I've always been really drawn to creating community in a physical sense. And I've, I've just noticed so many others, like they've seen what what we've done with the Powerhouse Women event and the growth of it. And so many women have come forward and, and said that they feel called to create, whether it's a live event, mine is one day, or a retreat, a workshop, you know, bringing 10 women together and just, you know, having a real and honest conversation. It could be any size, but there's a lot of women feeling called to do that as well as step up and share their message and their really just share their purpose in a bigger way. And so my girlfriend, Lori Harder, and I came together to create, there's really nothing else like this that exists. It's a five-day certification and training program, fully immersive. Um, Nowhere else do she or I spend one-on-one time with people with a group this small for this many days. So you literally get both of us plus our teams for five days straight teaching you how to step into your confidence as a speaker. You know, what are those little tips and tricks that can help you stand in your power and in your confidence, even if your body is like freaking out on you when you're standing in front of a room? Um, We're going to teach not only the facilitation and public speaking skills, we're going to get people up in front of the room, which if you want to be a speaker, your heart is probably pounding right now thinking of being (laughs) up in front of a room of people. But we're going to create such a safe place to learn how to facilitate top-notch, high-quality events because people are craving in-person connection more than ever before. However, 
there is a big difference between the quality of event and how you facilitate it is not by accident. So when people come out of the Powerhouse Women event and they see that just the way they left feeling that day, everything was by intention. I have an intention for every single part of the day, starting from when someone parks in the parking lot actually even way before that. So we're going to teach all of that. And then also the side where there's nothing else like this, where you get both in one training, one, you know, one certification program, we're going to teach all the whole business side. Because the other thing that we're seeing is women are hosting these incredible events and some have been hosting them for two, three years and still aren't turning a profit. So it starts to become like this expensive hobby that at a certain point, no matter how much you love it and how much your soul is filled by it, if your bank account is being drained it's and you can't support your purpose financially, you're not going to be able to continue making the kind of impact that you're really meant to make. So we want to teach women how to create a business, a legitimate profitable business that involves events. We're going to open up both of our businesses. I mean, together between Lori's event and mine, we've sold over $4 million in events alone. Mm -hmm. So they can be very profitable and they can help a lot of people in the process, but there's nowhere else. If we could just give this information on a podcast, we would, but we, we know that putting you in the room for five days and immersing you in everything you need to know to create a transformational event that people, it, it'll change people's lives, but then also how to make that profitable so it can support your greater purpose that we, we need to spend that time just to be able to give you everything that you need in order to set you up for success if you want to host events in 2020 or the following year. Um, this is really going to be your boot camp to set you up for success. Mm. Oh my gosh, that sounds incredible. And even if you don't like aren't planning on hosting a big massive event, just the skills that you'll gain for the public speaking side of it is probably amazing as well. Yeah. You know what's been cool? So um, for people who like check out the website and they're really sure that it's for them, they just have a couple of additional questions, they can book a call. So I've been doing a lot of calls with uh, potential members. And what's been really fun is to see the diverse group of women who are being drawn to this, including women who are in corporate America and love their job. And they want to create, maybe they want to go to their management and ask to create a workshop or be able to facilitate some exercises in a group training. And they just want to become better and more confident in their facilitation and speaking skills. So it actually does, like you said, across so many different genres that I'm, I think I'm most excited to see the ideas that people get from one another because their businesses and their purpose for being there are as unique and individual as each one of them. Absolutely. Well, I will definitely make sure to link that in the show notes uh, because that will be in the beginning of January 2020. What better way to kick off a new year than a boot camp like that. <laughs> All about it. Really yes. amazing. Um, okay. So I always like to leave the last question of if I were to survey your friends, what would they say your superpower is? Ooh, gosh. Well, 
I think it's actually the same thing that I would say. I was asked this on another podcast the other day and my answer was (laughs) connecting. And I Mm. say that in both ways, connecting with people. I'm just genuinely a curious person and I will walk up to anyone like Brittany and say, I think I should know you. (laughs) So I really have like nothing about just establishing a new friendship. But then my greatest joy comes from listening intently to what others need and connecting them with the other people and resources that I know about. So I would say that and I hope that they would say that too. I would definitely agree with that. Uh, That is a wonderful superpower to have. So keep it up. Thanks, girl. (laughs) Uh, So uh, one tangible action step to leave uh, my listeners with just something that they can do starting today that's easy, that they can start getting out of their own way and really feeling that happiness and joy uh, by living on purpose. Mm, Oh, my gosh. I think that... Here's here's the thing that I would tell you and this is you're only going to do this if you're actually committed. Like mm. I got to the point of enough is enough. I know what life looks like to play small and I know what it looks like or I don't know what it looks like but gulp I'm going to find out <laughs> is share your craziest idea or that dream that you've had that you haven't said out loud because you don't want anyone to hold you accountable, (laughs) share it either. I'll give you a couple options. Number one, with a friend who you know will hold you accountable. And I'm saying this because you don't want to share it with like your Debbie Downer friend who wants you to stay the same. Don't share it with that person. (laughs) Share it with someone who's going to hold you accountable. You are absolutely welcome to send it to me in a DM, but be warned, I am not the girl to tell your crazy dreams unless you want to be held accountable. So there you go. I'm or, looking for that. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, so when's this podcast coming out, huh? Um, or share it publicly in some way. You know, put it out there on social media. Share share it in a post. Do an Instagram live, a Facebook live. Put it, Put your craziest idea out there publicly so that you can't, you cannot give up on yourself and your big idea any longer. You got to create some accountability. And trust me, that's not going to be fun. But Mm -hmm. that is a powerful way to get yourself into action. And just know that those first couple of steps are, they're just not going to feel fun because you're, you're growing. And that discomfort you feel is a sign of growth. Mm. Yes. Amazing. That was a wonderful action step you can share with me. You can share with Lindsay, put it out there because that is the first step is getting your idea out of your head, whatever capacity that looks like for you. So Mm. Lindsay, thank you so much. This was such a fantastic, fantastic interview. You shared so much goodness. Thank you for sharing your story and thanks for sharing the dark and the light sides. You are such a delight and you know keep doing what you're doing because it is so inspiring the way that you've inspired me and thousands of other women so it's um it's definitely awesome to see you just step into this light and I'm honored to be a little part of it oh I just adore you thank you so so much for inviting me on I cannot wait to listen and binge your show <laughs> like what I did with yours. I was like, I was in the full binge. I was like, yes, yes. I was, oh, it's just so good. So where can people um, find you or check out what you've been up to? 
So right now, my favorite place to hang out on the interwebs is Instagram. So you can find my personal Instagram. It's Lindsay Schwartz, but with two L's at the beginning, and then powerhouse underscore women. And then all of our websites and things like that are linked from there. Mm -hmm. And your podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. (laughs) And everything's just powerhouse women to make it easy. So you can find everything there. And all of that will be in the show notes. So if you didn't catch it, don't worry. I got you. All right. Well, have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you again so much for being on the show. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Did Lindsay deliver or what? I told you she had so many wisdom nuggets. Oh, man. I adore that girl. So action step, no more playing small. Whether it's a big idea or small idea, whatever it is, that small thing that you want to make happen, put it out there. Share with a friend that's going to hold you accountable. Post it on social media for that extra support. If you're ready to take action and you're done playing it small, take a picture of this episode, head over to Instagram story, tag myself, tag Lindsay, and let us know so we can cheer you on and hold you accountable. The more people you share with, the more likely it's going to happen. How do I know? Well, you're listening to this podcast and that might have had something to do with it. But for real, follow through. Accountability. I got you, friend. And one last thing. If you're enjoying this show, I would be so grateful if you would head on over to iTunes and leave me a review. I want to hear your feedback. I want to answer any questions that you might have. And I will make sure that whatever questions you have, the topic will get covered during this season or next season. I want it to be something that will provide you value when you listen. It's gratitude season. So I'm feeling extra grateful for you to spend the time listening to this episode. All right. So until next time, love yourself, own your happiness and let your light shine because you, my friend are so worthy of it. Have a positively real rest of your day. I'll catch you soon.